0: Abraham Lincoln
1: Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong
2: and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Okay, Senator,
2: I want, okay, you say he wasn't serious, but Manchin says his main goal is to do what's good for West Virginia, and he's worried about inflation. Listen to what he told the West Virginia radio station. Listen to this, please. Is
3: that right? Fortunately, Martha Radich on ABC This Week cut off Bernie Sanders when he was ready to really ramp up. Man, he was on fire yesterday. If you didn't see him, he sounded exactly like he's always sounded. One thing about Bernie Sanders, he he believes what he's saying and he's consistent. He's a socialist and I don't agree with a single thing he says, but he is not a phony. Bernie Sanders is not a phony. He's believed that stuff since he was a teenager. And he's still spouting the same thing. And just as forcefully, and man, he was really against Joe Biden going to uh, the Middle East. Now we need to get off oil. Climate change is going to kill us. When are people going to wake up and realize this is going to doom the planet? I mean, he was doing the full waving the arms around, spit coming out of his mouth. He was as fired up as he was on the campaign trail in 2016.
2: Yeah, Love yeah. it. Love it. It won't take long. Let's play a couple of clips. Why not? Give us clip 50, Michael. Should Biden have gone? No, I, I don't think so. You have a, a leader of that country uh, who was involved in the murder of a Washington Post journalist. Uh, I don't think that that type of government should be rewarded uh, with a visit by the president of the
3: United States.
2: You know, we with all due that respect to the the, the the horror of the murder, murder of Mr. Khashoggi, I mean, good Lord, they killed one dissident in the Middle East, and we can't do business with them. What? Yeah, it's crazy. It's Com- crazy. Completely unrealistic. David French wrote a heck of an interesting column over the weekend about the God Gap. The most important religious divide isn't between right and left, but between the left and left. And the God Gap helped to explain a seismic shift in American politics. I think he does a great job of explaining what he's talking about. So let me read part of it to you. Uh, there's talk about uh, there's talk of realignment in the air. Think back to 2012. You might remember Barack Obama talking about the coalition of the ascendant. This was the Obama coalition, a collection of America's growing demographics, from non-white voters to single women. The Romney voters, by contrast, were fading. White, Christian, married. They were demographic losers in a population that was becoming more diverse and more secular. Democratic dominance was inevitable. And then... Well, we'll skip ahead. He talks about Trump and Clinton and blah, 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 blah. But 2020 told a different tale. The Democrats got whiter. The Republicans got more diverse. And now all the assumptions are scrambled. Donald Trump lost the popular vote by a wider margin than he did in 2016. But he did materially better with Hispanic voters, Asian voters, and black voters. Trump did better than Romney with non-white voters. And he improved on that showing in, in 2016. Then he improved on it in 2020. And the trend continues. Last week, Axios's Josh Kraushauer, which we discussed, described an ongoing seismic shift in the two parties' coalitions. A New York Times-Siena College poll, Democrats now have a bigger advantage with white college graduates than they do with non-white voters. Democratic Party's losses with Hispanics are remar- remarkable. Obama won 71% in 2012. 71. Biden won 65%. And now it's 50-50. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And moreover, there are good reasons to believe Hispanic voters will continue to migrate to the GOP. As Roy Teixeira described this week in Substack, comprehensive issue polling from Echelon Insights demonstrates that strong progressives have substantially different political and
3: cultural views from Hispanics. This no is way. something we've been talking about for yeah. ages. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing to me that everybody's just catching on to this, but I think it was inevitable. Yeah. So listen to some of these examples, and I've got some stats that are going to blow your mind.
2: Hispanic voters are far far more likely to believe that America is the greatest country in the world. Yeah, I love hearing that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute now. Hispanics? I thought they thought this was a racist country because some people want to have a coherent border policy. No, not at all. They're more likely, substantially more likely... Than your woke college graduate white people to believe that America is the greatest country in the world. That How about so that? So the striving up and comers believe it. The fat happy uh, intellectual class doesn't. That's that. That is just fascinating. Hispanics are far less likely to support defunding the police. Far less likely to believe that quote racism is built in our society. Far less likely to believe that as people of slightly darker hue than perhaps a pasty Irishman like myself. Far less likely to believe that transgender athletes should play on sports teams that match their current gender identity. And in most cases, the polling gap is immense, according to David French. Now, what accounts for the differences in belief and values? I'm not sure this is the entire entire, uh, explanation. Um... Because there's never one thing that causes anything. It's always a mix of things. But the demographic party has a huge God gap. And that God gap is driving a wedge between its white and non-white voters. And he goes into a Pew Research Center survey on American religious beliefs with a picture that's worth a, worth a thousand words. <clears throat> now, this is radio. So this will depend on
3: my skills as an orator yep. to paint the picture for you. Before you hit us with that, just the—I've always wondered about this. Why um, white Christians are clearly just dumb, backwards people, but you know all your black leaders are ministers at churches and uh, reverends of some sort, and that Mm -hmm. you know is just given you know seen as perfectly normal white. Christians are dumb and backwards and bigoted and superstitious, small minded and just all kinds of wrong. But uh, your black church goers, it's like, I don't know, colorful and culturally cool or something like that. Oh, yeah. And Hillary will go and say, I ain't in no
2: ways tired
3: and pander to them in those very churches. And then obviously the the, uh, Hispanic crowd is way more into uh, Catholicism than uh, most of your elite college crowd. Who want to call them Latinics? Yeah,
2: yeah, indeed. So here's the uh, the picture that's worth a thousand words. It's a graph of a dark blue line that that is indicates
3: believe in God as described in the Bible. I mean, how patronizing is that? I keep interrupting your your big point. Here. Yeah, go ahead. How patronizing Please. is it gets that? Gets us though? closer
2: to the end of the show.
3: <laughs> Speak your piece. Um. How incredibly patronizing is that to to as the white educated liberals to go with? Uh, well, yeah. the... The brown people and the black people are religious, but I'm, you know, they they don't know better, and it's kind of right. a, you know, kind of a cute thing that they they still believe in that stuff, and so we'll and we'll pretend to be down
2: with it, encourage them, you know, yeah, it's fine, yeah. just... uh, clapping your hands along on the wrong beats, really, really awful. Right, right. Yeah, it is. And, and I appreciate you calling him on that. I've thought that for a long time. The condescension toward black America from the left is just incredibly insulting. But anyway, so back to the graph, the picture that's worth a thousand words. The darker blue line on these line graphs is believe in God is described in the Bible.
3: The Bible. Thank that's you, right, Mr. Sir. President.
2: That's the, that's the Bible I meant. The Bible, right. White Republicans... Believe in God is described in the Bible, it's a big old line, 72%. Non-white Republicans, it's 60%, just about as big. Non-white Democrats, 61%. So right up there with the white and non-white Republicans, white Democrats, 32%. Mm. So almost exactly half of the lowest number among white
3: republicans non-white republicans and non-white democrats white well, democrats are godless boy and that 32% they got to be dying off every day that's got to be all the older end uh yeah probably yeah um now i will
2: in you know for the purpose of fairness the number of white democrats who believe in some other higher power or spiritual force just something or other stretches that number significantly But that's kind of your more wishy-washy, generalized belief in God. Um, And the don't believe in God or a higher power at all crowd, it's 5% of white Republicans, 5% of non-white Republicans, 5% of non-white Democrats, again, great uh, deal of agreement, and 21% of white Democrats, quadruple all of the other numbers. That's, That's a stark difference. And does anybody who's ever not only like claimed a religion, but attempted to know it, love it and live by it, your religious sense or I'll be generous and say your spiritual sense, your idea of what how we are called to live our lives, that will manifest manifest itself in many, many different ways and many different policy uh, areas, too. So it's not, and, and uh, if this is obvious to you, I apologize, but it's not merely that, hey, you believe in God, I believe in God. Hey, high five. Uh, no, it's that we see the world in substantially a similar way. And white Democrats
3: are a striking outlier to that worldview. Um, And so now is the time that that's finally going to become a problem for that coalition, huh? Yeah. For whatever yeah. Well, and and
2: it's it's if it were merely a I'm a Cubs fan and you don't care thing uh, to cite a kind of probably weak metaphor from my youth as opposed to I'm a Cubs fan you're a Sox fan it's it's more than oh I I don't really believe that it's it's aggressive disdain. As David French writes, and as you pointed out, we'd be foolish to believe that religious differences this immense would not eventually manifest themselves in different political values. Ever since I first set foot on Harvard Law School's campus more than 30 years ago, I've seen with my own eyes how utterly scornful many powerful white progressives are toward traditional Christianity. Yet in scorning traditional orthodox, uh, orthodox religious beliefs, secular progressives are often scorning indispensable members of their own coalition. Uh, Writing in the response to the flare-ups over Chick-fil-A, Yale Law Professor Stephen Carter said four years ago, overall, people of color are more likely than whites to be Christians, and pretty devout Christians at that. Some 83% of all black Americans are absolutely certain that God exists. No other group comes close to this figure. Interesting. Uh, and then he, he goes into some detail on that, attending services, read the Bible regularly. They are also, here's the kicker, most likely to believe that their faith is the place to look for answers to questions about what is right and wrong. And they are, by large margins, the most likely to believe that the Bible is the literally inerrant word of God. In short, if you find Christian traditionalism creepy, it's black people you're talking about.
3: Interesting. They've hidden that and, pretty and, well.
2: Yeah, and the tie-in with Hispanics is not quite as strong, but it's very, very strong. So, both parties are at a crossroads, he says. The is not yet written. There's time for secular progressives to understand that Christians, especially black Christians, are an indispensable element of their coalition. At least, the, at the very least, secular Americans should demonstrate respect and real tolerance for traditional religious beliefs. I would ask you, friends... Tolerance and respect for people who believe differently than you or vicious online cancellation and doxing and trying to get you fired and forcing you to go into indoctrination meetings called anti-racism and trying to indoctrinate your children and calling you a racist if you dare squeak your disapproval, which seems more familiar among the
3: uh, woke left white progressive crowd. I rest my case. We will continue our team coverage of Ben Affleck and Jennifer J. J. Loe's, Jennifer Lopez's wedding over the weekend. Team coverage, full top to bottom, everything, what she wore, how she worked, the proposal, and everything else on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong. Armstrong and Getty
0: show. Russia ramping up its ruthless attacks on civilians. The eastern city of Dnipro, the latest target. Videos circulating online showing locals watching as missiles rain down. Ukrainian officials confirming at least three people killed in the attack. A U.S. official saying Russian strikes, killing up to 150 innocent people in just the past two weeks.
3: Uh, things are horrible in Ukraine right now. Um, I was going to go uh, deep into this story about the number of Russians that have been taken out of the country, uh, or Ukrainians that have been taken out of the country to Russia. Mm. Zelensky last week said it's 2 million. Um uh, other sources say it's a million and a half. Okay, so it's somewhere between a million and a half and two million Ukrainians that the Russians have shipped out of their own country against their will on buses. Hundreds of thousands of kids who are being separated from their parents in Russia. And all these people are being sent to camps where they're supposedly being taken care of for their own good. But, I mean, this is this is the sort of stuff that the free world said we'd never allow again.
2: Right, right. The mass kidnapping. Of of a country's citizens, it's
3: like the Israelis being held by the Pharaoh. I mean, nothing ever changes. Well, and the separating the hundreds of thousands of kids from their parents in these camps, which Zelensky oh. said last week might be the worst crime that Russia has committed yet, and he might be right about that. Anyway, that's horrible. Maybe I'll get into more details on that later. But I got uh, sucked into this story in National Review yesterday about this Victoria Spartz, who I'd, I'd never even heard of before. She's a Ukrainian-born. Republican Congresswoman from Indiana who's recently been questioning the money we're sending over to Ukraine. Just like, how's it being spent? Where's it going? You know, how's it being used? Blah, blah, blah. And she's getting like tremendous pushback with everybody yelling at her to shut up. And um, so the National Review is saying, what's the deal? I mean, are you no longer allowed? I mean, she's from Ukraine. She was right. all in, but she's now, with the, the number of billions of dollars we're sending, wanting to have more oversight and pushing for more oversight. And everybody's just telling her, shut up and go away. Uh, and behind the scenes, somebody, uh, one one off-the-record person told, or uh, a, a Republican congressperson told National Review, what the actual F is she up to? So, I don't know what's going on there. I have no idea, but um I'm always uncomfortable as a fiscal conservative when uh, any sort of oversight of money being thrown around is being questioned.
2: yeah, wow, what an interesting situation is she just afraid it's the money is being thrown indiscriminately and not being used where it's best you know correct well, that's utilized? what she says, yeah, just going to line the pockets of oligarchs and stuff or. Um, I'm, well, it's I'm hard to more... imagine
3: that she would have motives that were uh, malign to Ukraine. I'm for more light being shown on any of these sorts of things. All I know is Ukraine needs more stuff to try to fight back the Russians because they're getting their asses kicked right now.
2: Yeah, you know, we got a great email from one of our uh, beloved listeners, Mark, who, who pointed out that any an army can retreat to safe territory, you're not going to beat that army. And he brings up Vietnam with Laos and Camb- Cambodia, the... Uh, Taliban and and
3: Al-Qaeda forces fading back into Pakistan and that sort of thing. I think it's a good point. Russia themselves when they were retreating from Napoleon until finally he just kind of dissolved. It's hard to move into another country like that. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast.
1: They're pulling those cases in the hallway. The shot went through my door, to the pillar, to the kitchen. I was cooking food for my kids. He's dead now, so that can't happen. He shouldn't know. It doesn't matter. He shouldn't have been Y'all should have came and helped him when he was alive.
2: What was that? So that that is a Minneapolis mom confronting Black Lives Matter protesters who were gathered outside the home of a man who was fatally shot by police. Her home is in the same apartment complex. This a lunatic was firing shots into her apartment as she was cooking for her two young children. The cops showed up and shot him dead to stop it, and now the Black Lives Matter protesters are worshiping him as a saint and a paragon of purity, and the cops shouldn't have killed him. And this chick is not having it.
3: Huh. So I hadn't, uh, I've had not i had the COVID, and uh, I haven't followed all the news. Um, so has this turned into a big deal or not? Uh, I think so. I think her confronting the, the protesters
2: has. Play the next clip, Michael. 101.
1: That man was armed. George Floyd was not armed. Breonna Taylor was not armed. Amir Lockett, he was armed, and he had his own guns, but they came into his home while he's licensed to carry and killed him. He did not shoot fire. This man intentionally tried to kill
2: us. Well, and then I thought we had the clip, too, where she said, my kids are going to have mental illness now. They're in shock. They tried to kill us in our own apartment. Now you're marching for this guy. She points out I have black children I am a woman of color which really shouldn't matter but uh, if I had loved, if I had lost my life she shouted would you guys
3: do this for me and she clearly was up on the details of all the uh, high profile police shooting an unarmed black man narrative sh- stories Right, uh, she she is aware of all the details. I was asking if if the if the shooting of this person had ex- had gotten had it gotten national attention before she uh, she started turning on the BLM protesters. I was only dimly aware yeah. of it. Yeah. So I it know. was. So this one was um, justified enough that it hadn't caught on nationally yet. It's difficult to
2: say how these things catch on, right. but yeah, I yeah, suppose okay. you could. You could say that, although I thought her point was really interesting. If he had successfully killed her, would they be marching for her? Would her black life have mattered, or is it merely an anti-police organization?
3: Ah, good question.
2: Yeah. All right. Continuing on with the man's inhumanity to man report. Um, At least three are dead in a shooting in an Indiana shopping mall. But few are reporting, the New York Post is on it and Fox News is on it, that a uh, good Samaritan armed with a handgun fired at the man toting a rifle and multiple magazines there in the food court at the mall set to kill lots and lots of people. But the law-abiding gun owner shot him down and saved God knows how many lives. Good guy with a gun. Thank God. Ah, uh, here's a Queens bus rider, 57-year-old
3: grandma of five. The, the, Jill, the, the, yes? I'm, I'm not disputing that or even that concept. Uh, it's just frustrating that the newest report out of Uvalde is there were 400 good guys, well, in theory, good guys with guns, 400, who had been specifically trained, over half of them had been specifically trained by taxpayers to deal with a school shooter and didn't. No, no. Moving along.
2: 57-year-old Jill LaCroix, or does she pronounce it LaCroix? I have no idea. Grandma of five left bleeding profusely from the head after she was attacked by three black women in New York City while riding a city bus. Before they hit me, the girl with the green hair, she says, said, you probably like Trump, don't you? And they went on and on about how they hate white people, the way they talk. They hate white, white skin. Uh, she said she was a gangster and indeed they beat this woman down bad uh, da, da da she said you're gonna get what you deserve. All white people are gonna get what they deserve. It was crazy. Ms Lacroix, who has three
3: biracial children, said she needed three staples to close the gash in her head. Yeah, well, we've been sowing the seeds of that sort of thing for a while. There's gonna be more of that, not less unfortunately I, I hate I, that. We need absolutely to oppose. Judging people based on their skin color, no matter what color their skin is, or we're going to end up in bad places. From our five-year-olds to our 25-year-olds, they are taught every year in school,
2: white people are evil. White people are the oppressor. It's a white supremacist system. Unless you get on your knees and beg forgiveness, you are evil. And, and it's good. How, how do you think that's going to end? Now, to the credit of, I don't know, Eric Adams and the NYPD or whatever, but the Hate Crime Task Force is all over this crime because it's clearly a hate crime. Good. And on a lighter note, you thought Elon Musk was wacky. Wait
3: till you hear about his horny, horny old dad. Stay with (laughs) us. I read about that over the weekend.
2: Oh boy, but first, a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security that believe your home should be the safest place in the world for you. Simply Safe is advanced whole home security that puts your family's safety first against intruders
3: and burglary and randos and also against fires and flooding. And they use their proprietary video verification technology. So that the monitor agents can f- figure out exactly what is your problem at the time, and send the right kind of help. So twenty four seven professional monitoring for police, first responders, and all kinds of different medical emergencies, all kinds of different of emergencies, and you can get this for around a dollar a day, no long term contract or hidden fees. Quite amazing. Protect your home even if you're not at home. Customize the perfect system for
2: your home in just a few minutes. Look at the wireless outdoor camera. High-def night vision. Fabulous. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today. You can claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring because you used our code. Go to simplysafecom slash Armstrong.
3: Before you get to Elon's procreating father... I did read a long story in the Wall Street Journal about Elon, the guy that Elon has put in charge of his philanthropy. Have you seen that? Some no, uh, don't know former professional it. gambler kind of wild card, interesting person. Elon's wow. a, Elon is a fun world's richest man. I like having, uh, uh, you know, Bill Gates was so dull. Uh, I like having the world's richest man be so colorful and so fun. He's an interesting dude. His, what an interesting family. Carlos Slim, I really didn't know much about. He was the richest guy for, like,
2: a cup of tea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a, a cerveza. Um, <laughs> did uh,
3: Bezos ever ascend to the throne, or has he always been, like, a number no, two, he, number three? He, I think he was richest man there for a while yeah. before. And I, I don't know how long Elon will be the world's richest man, because Tesla um, has been overtaken by a Chinese company that is backed by Warren Buffett as the... Um, Number one electric car dealer Tesla's not. I mean Tesla is overvalued. There's no way it's worth more than so. Anyway, eventually Elon's money's going to come down, but he will continue to fascinate because what a fascinating family all the way around. As you're about to hear his, about his dad, who married, who was a supermodel at the time, his mom there in South Africa, and I mean there's just there's a lot of interesting backstory in the in the whole thing. Yeah. So Elon, who's a tad free with his seed for my taste, 10, ten
2: kids. children by many, several women. I, I've lost track of how many. It's really not my business, but his lusty dad, Errol, who's 76, just confirmed that yes, he'd become a papa again back in 2019 with he'd, he'd had the kid. He'd produced the kid with a stepdaughter. Who he <clears throat> raised from the time she was, I think, four years old.
3: Ah, oh. hmm.
2: Yeah. So Does he's he like wealthy... Woody. Does he like Woody Allen movies? He's a wealthy South African engineer. He married model Maya Haldeman Musk in 1970. Had three children with her, including Elon. Couple split in 1979. Uh, before Errol went on to wed Heidi Buzudenheit. A young widow who already had two children, including little Jana, age four, when Errol became her stepfather. Errol and Heidi eventually divorced after an 18-year-old marriage. An 18-year marriage, rather. But the Musk family was subsequently stunned when Jana, the little girl, became pregnant with Errol's baby
3: back in 2017. As an adult. Yes. Oh, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. an adult, so it's, it's similar to the whole Woody Allen thing. Um,
2: so, it led to a bitter falling out between Errol and Elon with the Tesla CEO furious that his father had impregnated his stepsister.
3: Oh, yeah. I had some quote from Elon calling his dad a whack job of some sort. Oh, really? Uh, uh, t- yeah, I have a uh, quote. A terrible, terrible th- human being. Yeah, terrible human being. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is uh, a good thing th- th- to say about your own dad.
2: Now, what of the ongoing romance, you might be wondering? And what's the age difference here? 76-35. Okay. Well, uh, Errol, the horny, horny Errol, admits the pregnancy was unplanned and that they're no longer living together, citing their 41-year age gap. It's not practical. She's 35, he declared. Eventually, if I'm still around, she might wind up back with me, but any man who marries a younger woman, even if you feel very sprightly, it's going to be nice for a while, but there's a big gap, and that gap is
3: going to show itself. At least he's a realist well yeah uh, there there are there are gaps and there are gaps 40 years is a lot
0: <laughs> yeah, holy cow!
2: one more groovy errol musk uh, quote he bragged to the english tabloid the sun the only thing we're on earth for is to reproduce
3: well and he long- has
2: at least a bit of a point
3: Elon got some of that. Elon claims the biggest problem the world has is a depopulation, so he's having 10 kids. All right. Not sure what good that does the bunch of kids that you're probably not spending that much time being their dad. I'm, I don't know what's going on there. So,
2: boy, but yeah. if you're a 30 year old woman and you get with your, because this was 2017. So you're a 30-year-old woman. You get with your 71-year-old stepdad oh. and have a kid. There's something odd going there. Heck, yeah. I mean, she's, she's a pretty gal, too. I mean, so it, it's not like she was desperate for
3: attention or something like that. Well, it, is. Uh, it works both ways. Yeah, so she's an attractive young woman. I'm sure you could have found all kinds of different dudes that have been interested in you. You don't need to pick the guy who raised you as your dad. And on the other end of it, you're a really rich socialite. I'm sure you could find a way to couple with lots of different women. How about you don't choose one that you raised as your daughter?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Errol admitted he hadn't asked Jana for a paternity test, but his kid looks just like all his other kids, so... However, the wealthy businessman stated there are other women claiming that he's also fathered their children. Quote, I have about six people, women, claiming that their child is my... Oh, wait, women... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. People capable of pregnancy. But he uses the outdated, vicious term, women. I have about six people, women, who claim that their child is my child right now. Obviously, they're opportunists. But there was a period in Johannesburg in the 80s that I was going out with a different woman every night. I had plenty of dates, so it's quite conceivable that one of them could actually come back and say, this is your child. It's possible. Meanwhile, the elderly patriarch said he hasn't ruled out the possibility of having more children in the future. Quote, If I could have another child, I would. I can't see any reason not to.
3: Yeah, you know, we've talked about this many times over the years, whether it's Elon Musk's dad or Mick Jagger or whoever. um, You just have a different view of being the father of a kid than I have. I mean, I, I, I I spend most of every day of my life since they were born thinking about raising them and the role I'm playing in that. And there's plenty of people that apparently never think about it at all. It doesn't right. play a role really in their mind ever. Yeah.
2: Well, I've always loved the saying any boy can make a child, but it takes a man to raise one.
3: Um, and is that mostly guys who their dad didn't play a role? So they can't imagine it. I mean, cause if, if your dad wasn't a, didn't play a big, like my dad's huge, still is in, in influence over all kinds of my thoughts and decisions. But Mm -hmm. if you didn't have that, you might think, well, you know, what's the big deal? Could be a factor. I don't know. Because Elon, who, who says his dad is a horrible human being, is cranking out kids all over the place. Elon's only 50, and he's got 10 kids. He's got the opportunity, obviously, to have a lot more. Yeah,
2: yeah. So who is doing most of the financing of the Trumpiest candidates for office right now? The Democratic Party. Yeah. But wait, he tried to subvert democracy and end our country, but they're backing his acolytes? Why? Stay with us.
1: Armstrong and. The Armstrong
3: and Getty Show. The number one issue in America by far is inflation. Uh, continues to be. It's growing, if anything. It's gone from like 90% to uh, 105% of the population that worries more about inflation than anything else. Um, how that's going to play in our politics over the next year or so, as long as this inflation hangs around. I don't know. Uh, more on that later. Here's your second clickbait New York Post story of the day. <clears throat> I bought my husband a sex doll that looks like me. Now we have threesomes. And, of course, there's a picture oh. to entice you to click on it. So, Oh, boy. There you go. Um, we should talk more about the president's trip to the Middle East and how I think all of corporate media got it wrong. I don't know if on purpose or just because they're dumb or what. but <coughs> or, their children. or because they're obsessed with the murder of their body. Could be. I went through this list I came across on Twitter yesterday. It was a list of some of the best um, razors, axioms, rules for life, whatever you want to call them. Uh, went through some of them uh, last hour. We, if we can figure out how to post them at armstrongandgetty.com, we should. Here's one I didn't mention, the duck test, which you've heard this your whole life probably, but it's a pretty good one. If it looks like a duck, swims like a duck, and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck you can determine a lot about a person by observing their habitual actions and characteristics. When someone tells you who they are, believe them the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, That's one we all fall for in our lives, right? It's maybe it's relationships, maybe it's bosses, employees, whatever it is. It's, uh, they've demonstrated over and over what they are like, and you're either okay with that or you're not. But pretending it's going to be different is a fool's errand. Now, the duck test, distinct from the ducking test, which was a way of
2: ascertaining whether someone was a witch, you throw them in a river, if they drown, they were not a witch. If they
3: float to the top, they are a witch and should be drowned. We've been applying Hanlon's razor in our careers for quite some time, not knowing that's what it was called. Never attribute to malice that which can be adequately explained by stupidity. (laughs) Oftentimes, something that looks like somebody's out to get you is just incompetence. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's yes. just
2: over and over again.
3: In assessing someone's actions, we shouldn't assume negative intent. If there's a viable alternative explanation, different beliefs, lack of intelligence, incompetence, or ignorance. Yeah, and that happens a lot.
2: Well, you know, the, the best razor that we've followed in our career was given to us by salesman Craig back in the day, that if you're going to be held accountable... You have to be responsible. So, in other words, if you're going to get fired, if, for instance, your radio show doesn't catch on, you might as well do it your way, because if you fail doing it somebody else's way, you'll never know if you were right or not. Right. If you're going
3: to be held accountable, you have to be responsible. Hitchens razor, which might be named after Christopher Hitchens, because I think they're talking about religion. But anyway, Hitchens razor, anything asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. I think that probably is from Christopher Hitchens, because that'd be the whole, what is your evidence doesn't God exist? Well, you don't have any evidence he does, so I don't need to provide any evidence that he doesn't, because uh, mm-hmm. I've heard him make that argument before. Newton's flaming laser sword. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite one so far. It sounds like being a personal ad. <laughs> well, Flaming laser sword. Well, ladies, I mean, if-, if you're looking for Newton's flaming laser sword, I've got it for you this Friday night. Uh, if something cannot be settled by reasonable experiment or observation, it's not worth debating. This will save you from wasting time on pointless arguments. And it gets back to uh, Newton and the sun and all kinds of different things. I like well, this that's one. the, the way coin... I feel about a lot of philosophy. We can't settle this, so why are we bothering? Some people right. just enjoy it. Exactly. The coin flip razor. When stuck between two choices and unsure which you'd rather choose, flip a coin. Not because you want the coin to make the choice for you, but because while the coin is in the air, you'll almost always be rooting for one, and you'll realize which choice you prefer. Yep. I thought that was pretty good. I've never done that. Have you employed that? Oh, I
2: have many times. And, well, not only that, but when it does come down, your reaction to the result will tell you something. Interesting. Oh, yeah. It's it's funny. I... uh...
3: Like I you can't think, remember if my mom suggested that ages ago. You think you're torn between two things, but if you were to flip a coin, you'd immediately be rooting for one outcome. Right. Right. Or when it comes down on the other outcome, you'd think, I don't want to do that. Yeah, interesting.
2: That's a good Yeah, one. It, it it has a way of clarifying things. So the entire left including the media is trying to convince you that Donald J Trump tried to overthrow democracy and they may have a point. So why are they funding the Trumpiest candidates? What is going on there? If you can't, stay tuned. Grab the podcast later. Armstrong and Getty on demand.
0: Armstrong and Getty. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates,
2: full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.